Peter Sturzma will join me momentarily, one of the greatest coaches the game of football has ever seen. Uh, he turned down Alabama, Auburn to stay here uh, in West Michigan and left East Grand Rapids for Hope College. Uh, one of the greatest decisions should be a movie. Someday I'll keep you posted when you can watch it at Celebration Cinema, uh, the Peter story uh, about, kid, you want to come to Alabama, Auburn? Peter said, nah, we're going to Hope and we're going to win. And he is a winner here, 2-1 and one on the season. They had a thrilling win where they held on. Mount St. Joseph out of Ohio was driving late. Peter and his coaches and his players. Peter gave him a speech that will go down in infamy right next to Herb Brooks going, there's two things that can happen. We're going to win or lose. Get out there. It was beautiful, Peter. <laughs> Good to see you. How do I follow that? Hi, Billy. How are you? Well, you're telling everybody, and you know, I'm meeting people for the first time. You're like, you know, last time Hughes was here, he ate seven sandwiches in the press box. <laughs> so, seven. Uh, well, it was six I, I only seven. think he comes out here to do shows because he gets all the food. It's like a buffet. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dan Evans on the morning buffet on WHTC. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You just rep- I'm meeting people for the first time. And you're just like, you're, you're like, I pulled my table away. Like there's a there's some, you know, offense here. I didn't eat seven sandwiches. It's actually six. six. But not- <laughs> Our, our food service loves it. Yeah, they do. Alabama, they do everything right, awesome. though. Hey, you know, the one thing, I don't care, D3, whatever uh, the numeral is behind it, but they do it right here. Uh, the facilities, the Jim Hearinga Athletic Center. I think last time we were here, you just, I think it just opened in the yep. spring. You haven't had a season in it yet, and I walked through. That's a D1 locker room. It is. It's unbelievable. It, it, it's it truly flat is. out a D1 locker room. It is. It is. Yep. Your, your players are walking by 2-1 and one right now, so things are good, right? Yeah, you know, really excited about where we are right now. Obviously, we lost our first game to Aurora, uh, who coached by the great Don Beebe, for those oh, the bu- former wide receiver. Buffalo Bills, Bills fans and went to four Super Bowls, I think. Uh, so we, they were, uh, you know, they were a top-ranked team in the country. We beat them last year. They ended up eighth in the country and finished in the tournament. And uh, they beat us in game one, and and just really pleased with our guys regrouped. And really, we put it behind us as fast as we could and and, uh, and then beat two solid teams in Loris. And then in the past weekend, as you mentioned, Mount St. Joseph, who was a 10-0 team, went to the first round of the playoffs a year ago. And, um, you know, just we, we hung on. You're right. Uh, you know, we, we went down 14 zip, came back in the second quarter and scored 2,800 answer points and then opened up the second half and drove all the way down the field, stalled on the drive. And then it was a barn burner from there on out, but just super proud of the resilience of our guys. So uh, last weekend, uh, if you had an even rank in your own coaching staff's performance and player performance, who had the best player and coaching performance combined on Michigan soil this past weekend? And Peter, you can answer this question. One, would it be Michigan State versus Washington? Two, would it be Bowling Green versus Michigan? Three, would it be the Lions and all of a sudden, Carl Conservative, Dan Campbell, playing for the tie instead of going for the win, or would it be Hope College versus Mount St. Joseph of Ohio? Hope College versus Mount St. Joseph. Here's why I didn't watch any of the other games. You don't watch any football during the season? Billy, I have this job. I'm a head football coach here at Hope College, and so when the Lions game is on, we're in our meetings. You don't allow the team to watch the Lions? Billy, we're in staff meetings. We're in staff meetings. We're working on re- already re- next week reevaluating the game before the day before, and then we're looking at next week of who we play. And so I, I, I can tell you this: I didn't see a snap of the Lions game. 
didn't see a snap of it. Didn't see a snap of the others because we play on Saturdays. It's just the life we live, and that's what we do. You're like getting uh, – this is – like it doesn't matter what the numeral is after the D, D1, D2, D3, football uh, subdivision. You're It's uh, 20 hours a day, seven days a week during the season. Well, and as you know, our players are bound by the same rules that they are at the next level as to how much time you can spend with them in, in, you know, during the season. So what, what is it per, well, per so week? So it's like 20 hours a week or whatever it is. But that's we have it? To, and we have to have that day off. Uh, and, and so we give them that day off on the Sunday. But the staff is still working to get uh, preparation going for our next week's game. But one of the things that we've really tried to do is close out that Saturday. Learn. Every, every player is great in every single play by our staff. I meet with our, 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 off, our defense coordinator, one, our offensive coordinator, 145, do a staff meeting, and then our staffs break up. They put that game behind us. The next morning, then when our guys come in for our filming and for our lifting, we really, truly try to close that game out, and then the staff is moving on for the next week. And so that's just a cycle. Many, you know, it's, it's in various ways how, how D1, D2, and D3 do it, but most of them are pretty similar because you only have so many hours in the day that you can, you know, that you can be watching the, the films and getting things prepared for your guys' as practices. Going yeah, on. so 20 hours with the kids. Coaches right, can watch right. it, the films, yeah. you know, all night, all right. day. So, yeah. all right, well, then I'll, I'll, I'll play another game that you didn't watch the Lions game. I'll give you a scenario, and what would you do okay. if you were head coach of the Lions? So you're down 10. You rally to tie. 65,000 people, including myself, are going crazy. I think uh, the decibel meter was over 120. I never heard anything like it, including the last playoff win with Barry against the Cowboys. Lions get a, a good punt return. They throw, throw, get 10, 12. You have timeouts left. I think uh, two at the time. Uh, you decide to let the clock go. And I turn and look at people and I go, I think he's playing for the tie. This is unbelievable because uh, you're down three now and not throwing to the end zone. And he let the clock wind down to like 30 to have one more play and ran about a six yard out. It wasn't a check down. It looked like this is where we're going. Get to the hash for the kicker. And I'm going, my God, you did not throw to the end zone. You didn't go for the win. You're Dan Campbell, who went for it three times on fourth down in the game is notorious since he's been there on not being conservative. And he tells everybody after the fact on Monday that, yeah, I was playing for the tie. I felt good about overtime. Well, the one thing, if both teams are getting the ball, I could have seen playing for a tie. But the NFL, unlike any other football on earth, decides that they're going to play a 10-minute quarter and they could still have ties. And they get a coin flip. And if you score a touchdown, it ends the game. I, I don't get that. But, you know, it is what it is. got to play by the rules. And he played for overtime. And my argument was right afterwards on a Facebook Live and again on the show uh, all week long is you put it in the hands of a coin flip. You put it in the hands of a coin flip. I, I'm sorry. It's the NFL. It's, it's 65,000. I've never seen anything like it where I was at two of my uh, pregame parties. I, nothing. It was like Mardi Gras football, and you, you're coming off a win, 10-day rest. 
uh, and you, you don't go at least once to the end zone to say, all right, we tried, but then I, let's get us to over. So you go once to the end zone, they pick it off. <clears throat> now I, we're not, I don't get not, mad. I don't get mad. I don't get mad because you went for the win. That's how I, that's how yeah, I feel. It, but, but going to the end zone and stretching it down the field, is, that's, that's way, way easier. So you're telling it. me I could flip my feelings and my huge opinions yes. based on how Yes, because here's where, here's where I'll start with it. So now, now you're going Monday's show is, hold on, let, let, let's. Uh, let's do flashback with Peter Sturzma. Monday show then would have been, why in the heck did he throw the ball when he could have just threw a short pass and got to overtime? Correct. 100%. I wouldn't have done that. Well, but 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 that's what that's what the second fun- guy. Well, coaches get it's paid uh, correct to get second. So guess. let me start with that. Dan Campbell's a heck of a football coach. I love what he's but done. The grit, all that doesn't fit being conservative. Hey, 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 hold on. Let me finish. Okay. I love what he's done in Detroit. I love I love it too. The, I love all the things that you just said. I love the swagger that he brings. I love the way that city has captivate has been captivated by Dan Campbell to Detroit Lions. The state, not I just, will not also just tell city, you, the in, the, in the NFL, it is a margin of error that is so small. And they run these scenarios through the analytics and all these things. And I, I can't even answer what that last drive looked like because I didn't watch it because I was here preparing our staff trying to get better. Right and trying to trying to figure it out. So all I can, all I can tell you is that they play to win. It is a billion dollar business to win. They're not playing to not win. They're not playing to tie. They're playing to win. Now, okay, yep, you go to overtime. I, there's got to be some analytic out there of how many times the team has scored a touchdown and won the game. It's got to be an analytic on that, right? So perhaps they know that. Perhaps they know that. So what they're also saying is, hey, our defense has to step up. They still have to drive the length of the field and score a touchdown to beat you. There's a – hey, what was the – I mean, at that point, it's 31-31, right? You, told, you just said – Yeah, it's it? a shootout, yeah. and the Lions have come back, uh, you know, from uh, 10 down, right? Right. Yeah. So, so you're, you're banking on them going all the way down the field and scoring – and, yep, it is a coin flip. I want to know how many games are won on that on that first drive, which of course ends the overtime. Many are won on. You're like goals. asking me to do live algebra on the huge show, right? I refuse to do math <laughs> at all levels, including kindergarten. Yes, I just said their math will never help me. Correct. It won't. So uh, I'm, I'm going to be in broadcast. I told my kindergartner teacher. I'm but. pretty sure Dan Campbell and his staff had a pretty good pretty good idea of where but that. Dan was Campbell going. doesn't seem like the analytical type of guy to me. He's the grit, the big science yeah, on the. Guess building. what? He's got people in his ear telling him, "Hey, this is where we're going." Oh, this is, hey, we've got a minute to Would you left. like to be maybe a fly on the wall and the guy that told him not to play uh, for uh, well, the touchdown? But the, uh, you, the, you live with your decision. But, You're right, the head coach, right? But, right? Hey, yeah. but that doesn't mean he used that information for or against it. He just said that's information. He has a chance to make the decision. And I think why there is some angst, because I love Dan Campbell too. It didn't fit his grit, his going for it, uh, wild hair mentality that – there were questions about coaching that we've seen. If there's one negative about Dan Campbell and his staff, have been games in September, slow starts, where you're like, what are they doing? That's why Kansas City was so different. You got the win on the road. Mm-hmm. You come home again, and this was a repeat of Seattle-Detroit a year ago where they were playing soft coverage, 10 yards off the ball the entire game. They never got up. They, 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 they could get no pass rush, and Seattle had both tackles out. They did nothing creative. It, re- it looked really vanilla. I expected 10 days off. I know the, you know Seattle doesn't want to go into after getting beat up by Stafford and the Rams. And, and the creativity and the things weren't there, things I've seen the last two Septembers. And see, I, I thought after Kansas City, and I think a lot of Lions fans did too, that 
the past was the past. This is the this is the new frontier. No doubt. Right. But in the NFL, everybody can beat everybody every weekend. I'm convinced. I think Pacino actually said that in any given Sunday. I did. I think now you're stealing Pacino lines no. on the huge show. No, that's not true. I think you could play Pacino. I really, yeah, you could play him in that movie. <laughs> with you the, you with could. A, with a horse voice. You, you, I think easily. <laughs> easily. You could put the headset on. You could play Pacino in any given Sunday, too. It's it's just, again, when you watch. What's your worst co- uh, coaching decision that you regret ever? All right, so we go back to oh, East. There's Grand a lot Rapids of them. High School. Well, a lot of them. the show ends at six. Is that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you always get the last one. Said, and Peter Sturzman, by the way, head football coach at Hope College, joining us. We're here with our longtime affiliate, WHTC in Holland, the beautiful Jim Heringa Athletic Center. Uh, D1 schools would love to have a facility like this. So in all your coaching, whether you know you started, what, what, what was your first head coaching job? East Grand Rapids, year 2000. What, no, it was just varsity. You never mm-hmm. were head coach yeah. at Javier? I was a head coach at freshman at Forest Hill Central High School back with Tim McGee and his staff. Okay, yeah, so, so, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like, uh, so in all your time as a head coach, what's your most regrettable decision that you may still think about every once in a while when you're in your car driving, listening to your favorite songs, or maybe just a peaceful moment where you're like, Man, if I only would have did this, mm-hmm. what would that be? Boy, it's a, that's a hard question because there's so many of them. And you said, give me one. Okay, yeah. uh, we chose to kick a field goal in the second play of overtime against Grand Rapids Christian, and I think it was two playoffs. It was, a, it was a end of the year game, big game, and and we we got the ball in overtime. I think we had them, uh, we held them in over t- in their in their first four plays. Uh, we got the ball back. Our running back kind of bobbled it, and I said, I don't want to take a risk, and so the ball spotted at about the nine yard line, and. We decided to kick it, and we missed it. They got the ball back and ended up beating us. And and so that would be one of them. But that is kind of similar For where sure. I'm going with what – it's great you bring that up because that kind of fits what I'm talking about where you, you, you said the ball's moving, that maybe he's worried about the interception, that, you know, over time the crowd is going to be on the yes. side. It's going to be tough for Seattle to drive because right. they had gotten a couple There's stops a lot, to yep. get back, you know, yep. from 10 down. Yep. And right. see, what you're outlining are variables that go into that decision. I mentioned analytics. That's a variable. You're talking about real-life things that he's thinking of the sidelines. Yeah, but at high school at the time, you said 2000 or whatever it was, right? 2011, I think yeah, it was. 2011, okay. You, you didn't have an analytics board. Nope. No, you didn't. Right. Where now right. they have, they have analytics guys who they could probably come in on the headset. Correct. Right? Correct. They, they but have, it's still a gut feeling. You, you have to make a decision. And remember. Do you, do you think that modern day football relies too much on analytics? I think uh, that's a great question. I think it has its value, but I don't know how much the bigger programs rely on it, so I can't say it's too much, but I think it's a piece of information that as a head coach I would have to decipher through, and I'm I'm not that smart and intelligent to be able to take all that and process it that fast. I think it has to be little bits and pieces of it, and then you have to say, you know what? I'm paid to make a decision, and you make a decision, and you live with the consequences. So if you would have had analytics uh, aboard, let's say, you know, East Grand Rapids, they have their own landing strip and helipad for their football team, for the team jet and helicopters. But uh, if you had your own analytics guy, and he had given you a on your wrist, you had something you could look up that said – Inside the 10, likelihood of me making that field goal high school level, 
because at the time it's going to be a 25 yarder, right? Yep, right yep, about yep, 26, yep. Uh, and it said 90 percent. You would go. That's why I did it. Yeah, but no. but what if it said only 10 percent chance? And and so here's the thing. I would say it's a piece of information. But you you hit it right in the, the nail on the head. Why did I make the decision? Our running back bobbled the ball, and I I may or emotionally maybe said, ah, I don't want to fumble the ball here. Let's kick it because it's not that far. You know, and so and Dan Campbell could be uh, again, we're playing coaching on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. He could have been just so happy that the sheer fact that they were 10 down and they looked dead in the water and fans started to file out 100%. that they're going to get over 100 percent. Right. And again, more variables that go into that decision than just it's that easy because we get the luxury and you get to do this on Monday is replay all of those decisions. You know, what's scary. You know, what's really scary right now is I'm live here at the Jim Hearing Athletic Center uh, just outside the end zone at uh, Hope College with Peter Sturzma that we just had a segment that actually makes sense and we actually <laughs> broke it down. We, we actually brought something to the table. There, I'm going to need a statue right over here that looks like a perfect spot right next to the bike rack. It could also be a coat rack for people on cold game days here. Uh, now I, I, I love the back and forth on the because the analytics world, John Vanderwall, the former major leaguer who mm-hmm. comes in studio, mm-hmm. he thinks teams rely too much in baseball and analytics that your gut still should guide your decisions. Your gut. Because when you look at some of the great baseball teams, you've watched them football teams. Right. And those coaches, right. they're, they're, they're paid to make good decisions yeah. and have good people around them to help them make it. You know, you're a baseball guy, Billy. You remember when Goose Gosh had decided? Uh, by the way, your son is like legendary. Robbie, oh, wow. is, is he like the Mark McGuire no, of Hope no, College Baseball? not at all. But, What's remember, his career batting average? I don't know. You don't remember, know? No, Are you I serious? Remember you're, when, you're not, now you're not a numbers guy. You just told me you were a numbers I, guy. I, Alan Babbitt, I need to know uh, Robbie Sturzma's career. Ba- is he done playing? Now? No, he's got one more year. Oh, my God. Has yeah. he been in college for nine years? No. This is his fourth. Did you see the Miami uh, Miami tight end is applying for a ninth year I, yeah, in college football? I, I, I can't figure nine it out. Nine years? Let's go back to my baseball example okay. for you. Okay. Go ahead. So it, it, when San Diego's manager decided to have Goose Goshens pitched to Kirk Gibson, they were in the analytics and that were there. Goose, Goose wanted the – He said, him. I want the ball. Gib, and Gibby hit it, of course, you know, a billion miles. and like you Over know, the you, roof. Yeah, you know, I mean, like the, the analytics, they're still – it's still – What do you think's the best analytical number you get for Hope College football? You guys are 2-1. and one. You're off to a good start. You played a heck of a strong schedule, which I think is by design to get you ready for MIAA football, which is awesome. Uh, what, what's an analytic number, category, stat that you lean on during the week or game day that you think is important to help Hope win football games? It's every one of the things that our offensive coordinator, defense coordinator do every week for preparation, and that is what are the tendencies of the opponent? In other words, so 30% if, of if, time they're, they're if, they're, right, if, they're, right. if they're right hash, you know, and they're, plus, you know, they're, in, the, they're in the plus range of, the their you know their so you'll call it. then your defensive yeah, players what are, what, yeah, are they a boundary team are they a field team it's the tendencies that go in and there's you know there's three four sometimes five films that go into that and so the decision making that you, if you're the defense coordinator they're in this particular so that's formation has, that's where he has his correct. chart then on game and day. he's saying I've got you know hey they're ninety percent run guess what you're going to set up a front that's a run heavy front. You know, and so those are the decisions. Does anybody ever tell you you know what you're doing when it comes to football? I, I really don't. Okay, you, I just you, wanted to. I, I, that's why I hire really smart I, people. I wanted to be the first. I, Alan told me all the time. I, I hire really smart people. And no, you I, I've really been telling players. you since we've been coming out here, I think you are building a national uh, football power. I really do. I think the day will come where Hope 
will win a D3 national championship in football because, you know what, the commitment by the school, when you look at other programs, volleyball, number two in the country, you know, women's soccer, golf, go down the list, uh, yeah, everything. They, the, there's a commitment to winning, and I think there's a culture of winning. I think that's big. I don't care what level it is, what high school, what, you know, youth league sport. Uh, you play a commitment to winning. All right, I'm looking at Robbie Sturzma, if he's listening right now, looking at his career stats. It's 273 average. That's pretty good. Not bad. That's really good. His mom must have really had a good thought process on a swing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, he's got the family tree going Okay. Right <laughs> so he's, he's looking good there. Game, 109 games played. That's a that's pretty darn good career. Mm-hmm. That, and he has yeah. one more year left, right? Yeah, he knows. Is it redshirt or COVID? It's probably yeah, COVID year, he, right? He does have an additional year. I don't, I don't know if he'll take it or not. But so he, he could have end up with I, six? I think there was a funny stat. He did, lead the, he, he did set a record for hit by pitch. Yeah, I'm looking at the man. That's a, that's a heck of a career. 109 runs scored, and he scored almost a run for every game he's played in. Yeah, that that's a productive baseball player. That's a stat I would look at. Uh, 91 hits, 17 doubles, 67 RBIs, slugging percentage 414, 61 walks, hit by pitch, 42 <laughs> times in his career. What's his name? <laughs> leaner, leaner, lean into it. Sturzma, uh, yeah. you have to be proud, though, man. Look at you it's for for what you're doing here at Hope, for you to have your children out here, uh, your kids be a part of it, the family, yep. the culture, mm-hmm. everything you do when you come out here. You know, Robbie, what he's done and still can do with Hope Baseball, it's good, Peter. Yep. You're, you, are, you, you get it at the core, you understand it, and you are intense when it comes to football, but you're passionate more for the people side of your players or families and everybody connected to the game. Well, well, thanks, Billy. And it is fun to be able to work at a place where your son plays. You know, it is cool. and, and, and you know, this is that when parents have their son or daughter go play college sports, even if they have a home game, a lot of times you have to travel to watch their home well, I game. I saw you drive up to yeah. Tullymore when yeah. I was doing the right. broadcast up there. And all of a sudden, yeah. Peter, because yeah. Peter usually does this walk out of the woods where I, <laughs> I think there's more Peter Sturzma sightings than uh, Bigfoot uh, around here. Where How how'd he get here? Where'd he come from? <laughs> I, I thought the parking lot's over here. People say, hey, you know what? I'm just here watching this guy. Look at that guy. He tell me he's a player. We're going to get him. Uh, I said, <laughs> but, but then you but you're just, watching your son golf yeah, for East Grand yeah, Rapids. Yeah. You and Mitchell your wife are up there. It's fun. And then right here, you run right over and watch hope play here and then you got a chance to meet meet two of our outstanding players and, and we'll talk and, to them later yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and i think that's that's the fun part of the the thing i pinch myself uh, all the time i get to coach unbelievable young people i mean they're 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 really good and i love to brag about them. i love to tell tell you what they're doing and what they want to do later in their life and i love to tell you that so many of our guys are getting jobs because that's what this is about they're going to school to get an education well, you, told, you told job. me about all the weddings you've been invited to from <laughs> former players i think that says a lot about about the impact of a coach on players. I really, high school or college, if those coaches are invited to one of the biggest days of your personal life, that usually is a sign that that coach meant something to him. So how many weddings do you think you've been to between EGR and Hope Kids? Seriously, I, that you coach. It, it, Give me a ballpark. It's, it's a, I mean, it's usually 10, 10 a summer, you know. and 10 a summer. And, and, and you know, and, wow. I, and I feel badly. I can't go to all of them. And then there's, honestly, there's I've times. been married nine times, so you came to nine of my weddings. <laughs> and then there's times that you're not invited and whatever. It's, it doesn't, it, it really, it's not totally judged on that. But what it is, what I will tell you is I'm very proud of the young men that I've had a chance to be around. And, and as a young coach, I, 
you know, gosh, I wish I could go back and, and redo being a young coach and the things that I've learned. What would you redo? I'll uh, the tell final you, thought here before I, we got to get to I'll a network you, team. I went to a, uh, to a referee uh, banquet at the end of the year uh, with all the officials, the West Michigan officials. Were you invited? I was because one of our players was being okay, recognized. I just wanna, I but just to, hear sure. these, to hear the officials talk about what they do on Friday nights and the basketball officials and the camaraderie that they have and the amount, they don't get paid anything that basically covers their gas but to hear them talk about how much they enjoy being a part of the community of high school sports i said every young coach should have to come to this banquet and realize you know it will make you think now do i get after officials of course I you're, think you're every, saying as a young coach you, you should you, go to that you, you it, wouldn't have gotten after, after the officials as much as you correct did. because i think that, that they're doing they're doing the best that they can and what they see in the activities that are going on i mean there's a those these young kids are running around at a fast pace and to make those decisions that fast and make good calls and solid calls that's hard and i and i i have learned a lot and i appreciate and and you can you can interview all the officials you want. like i get after guys one of the things they've told me is that when i do that i'm done with it and we move on and I have to be able to do that because we've got to worry about But that's the part of the game. That's part so, of the game. I mean, there is, no there is a line. No question. And I think I like at the high school level what Mark Ewell and the Michigan High School it's Athletic Association is doing, that they're honoring the officials before the game. And yep. a big round of applause for them coming 100%. out so we can, you know, my son has a soccer game tonight, Correct. you know, Forest Hills Eastern at Cedar. And, and I think through Mark Ewell, uh, I've, I've learned a lot about it. And also through, you know, five kids that I've learned, yeah, the officials don't need it. Only time that I'll, I'll raise a voice, not yell, scream, not great Santini towards the quarter field, that when players are, especially the only sport is soccer, that the backside of it where the refs are running with the play, the backside of soccer is the ultimate mm-hmm. cheap shot mm-hmm. zone mm-hmm. in any sport. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the side judges shouldn't run back and they should stay and monitor the backside because that's where kids get yeah. jacked. And I mm-hmm. trust me, I've seen my kids do it. Mm-hmm. I've seen them get it done to them. Yeah. And, and when officials don't call it, that, that's it. That's, yeah. my, that's my only yeah. line. But yeah. through, through MHSA and getting no Mark U, I have a lot of respect 100%. for Because he's, he's an umpire and, at heart, right? And we're a shortage in, in officials and we need, to have, we need to have more officials and more young people get into the profession of being an official because it's important for the longevity of the sports for which we're I'm going to get you to do a – I'm going to get you to, to record something maybe at WHTC. You send over to me and I'll run on Wednesdays about, you know, sign up being official. I'd love to. I'm going to do love that. Because I have great respect for him. Yeah, that's awesome, Peter. Hey, I'm going to let you go. I, we did a long segment. I know you got practice. Brad Bocamp, uh, one of the greatest IT guys. Bill Gates' half-brother. And one day Bill said, hey, I got this idea about a computer. And uh, Brad said, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good here at Hope. I'm good. And – uh, Brad signed a, you know, signed a little document saying he didn't want half the company. But Brad has lived a good life and yeah. no regrets. Uh, well, and Billy, thank $8 you. Eight trillion dollars later, <laughs> but he is a good guy. Billy, and there's thank no one better at IT. He's unbelievable. Or setups. He's unbelievable. And you got the Hearing Athletic Center now. You got the Peter Sturzma Lounge, which is basically your office, <laughs> borderline nightclub, but it looks good. It's this is a wonderful facility, isn't it? You're doing things now. Ooh. Next thing is your indoor facility. You, that's you talked that, about, right? We'd love to do next yeah for sure are you close uh not yet but are you in for a couple hundred million yeah 
couple hundred million? Yeah. What are you building, the Staples Center? <laughs> a couple hundred I mean, million. Your show is. You, yeah, your the show is doing well, but a couple hundred million. Peter, you're in East Grand Rapids. My God, a couple hundred million is donations at the church on the plate on I mean, Sundays. You're, you're nationally I mean, syndicated on. now, huge. I know. I mean, could you? Hey, dude, uh, we'll put that statue. A couple up. hundred million. Wait, you were the I thought you were asking for like, are you up for maybe hosting a fundraiser or something? <laughs> That's Billy, kind of you. a reach, a couple hundred million. My gosh, I, I'm telling you, at East Grand Rapids, the money level and the requests are a little bit different. I need to do my show in East Grand Rapids. I'm going to have Manny's build me a studio right next to the weight room they built. All right, Peter, I love you, man. Congrats Thanks, on a good start. And I look forward to seeing you guys in the Sounds playoffs good. and making a run for the MIAA championship. That's going to be Appreciate a, you know, we have a lot of schools on the huge network that Alma, uh, Adrian, which will be your MIAA opener. Uh, that that conference has really grown in stature in all yeah, sports, hasn't absolutely. it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm really proud of you, man, because you you have not stopped pushing everybody here at Hope uh, to be better on and off the field, and it will lead to a D3 national championship, at least one, if not 17. <laughs> Thanks, Billy. Appreciate you okay. always, buddy. Yeah, we love him. He is one of the good guys I've ever met. Peter Sturzma, the head football coach at Hope, joining us on the huge show across Michigan. Uh, Hope returns to MIAA play on September 30th at Adrian College for our affiliate, 96.5 The Cave, uh, down in Adrian. They talk a lot about the Bulldogs there. Thanks to everybody at WHTC for working with Alan Babbitt and Brad, the IT uh, genius. That guy's awesome. Uh, we'll talk to uh, Terrell Harris and Dylan Clem from Hope later. Also touch on the volleyball program, ranked number two in America in D3. I'll get the huge opinions on the Lions, the latest on the Michigan State situation, and also Michigan uh, getting ready for Big Ten play. Uh, if you want to join in on the conversation, I'd like to hear from coaches. Uh, your, your biggest regret on a call. That will be our huge question of the day. Uh, 1-866-838-4843. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook, and also opt in on the Huge Text Chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000.